Hey there, tribe. Welcome to this episode of Barrels and Business. As you know, if you've tuned in before, Barrels and Business is all about bringing you tangible tips on how you can grow and scale your business, talk a lot of stuff about chasing barrels and having an epic surfing lifestyle, but it's also about how you can level up as a wetsuit CEO. So this is usually where I would say, hi, I'm Jay Green, your host of the Barrels and Business podcast, but I'm not Jay Green host today. I'm going to be Jay Green guest today. What I'm going to give you in this episode is a copy of the Superhuman Summit on Science and Spirituality, where I was interviewed by Alexander Joy around why I believe we are souls here having a human experience, what that actually means, how do we live up to that expectation. We talk about manifestation and meditation in the Mind Valley Six Phase, and all the things that we can do to live more congruently, be more productive, and really have more happiness. We talk about why I believe that happiness is the greatest hack to productivity and profitability and what you can do to instill that not only in your own life, but in your business as well. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. It was kind of requested by the tribe that we show a little bit more about who I am and what I do and why I do it. So this is a little taster of me. I'd love to know in the comments below what you loved about this episode and what your key takeaways are. Okay, enjoy. Hello, delicious superhumans. Yay! It is so amazing to be back with all of you again. It only feels like yesterday that we did our very first summit earlier in the year, the very first superhuman summit. And this time is going to be the bomb because this series is all about science and spirituality. I'm AJ and I'm one of the co-hosts of the summit. My colleague, Michelle Crawford, is the other co-host and you'll be seeing much more of her throughout today, tomorrow and the next day. We are going to be streaming to you live every day here in Facebook land and on Zoom. We've got our superhuman capes on ready to go. We are pumped and we have the most magnificent lineup of 20 speakers who are the top of their fields. They are going to discombobulate your brain and crack open your hearts. That's what we're hoping for this summit. And so first, with anything um, that we do and partake in, I'd love everyone to just take a moment, perhaps even to close down your eyes or just take a nice deep breath and to acknowledge the traditional um, owners of the land on which we meet. I'm on the Awabakal land right now. We're going to be speaking to speakers all around the world. And I want to pay my respects to all elders past, present and emerging all around the world, wherever they are. And we thank you for your wisdom and the knowledge that we bring to everything we do today. So ah, blessings to all of you and welcome. Now, you will see on the dual screen here, I have this most delightful, wherever she is on your screen, I have this delightful woman ahead of me, Jade Green. Welcome, Jade. Thank you so much for having me, AJ. I'm absolutely pumped to be here. And I must say, just humbled to be invited to speak alongside some amazing humans that you've got gathered for this event. 
Yeah, we've got some super awesome humans and we thought we would start with you. Why not begin with someone who is as high powered as you and you also have a high powered environment behind you. Now you're in Queensland or the Gold Coast, aren't you, in Australia? I am, yeah, I'm on the beautiful Gold Coast. And we can see the beach there. So what better way to start talking about science and spirituality than bringing a bit of nature and earth into us as well. Now, Jade is going to talk to us today about manifestation mindset and the Mind Valley six phase meditation practice. Try saying that after a drink. But <laughs> before we get into that, um, I want to give a little quick background to the summit. And then also, we're going to dig in and find out a bit more about Jade and where she comes from and how she comes to be here standing before you today. Um, so, firstly, the summit. The very first one that Michelle and I conducted earlier this year, we had 40 speakers over eight days. What were we thinking? Uh, we didn't sleep or eat throughout those eight days, but we had an absolute bomb. And we know some of you that are in the background there joined us for the whole journey. And we did that as a response to COVID because we really found people were struggling. They felt challenged by what was going on in the world. They wanted to stay connected with everyone. And really, um, people were just looking for an opportunity to have something positive ahead of them. And in the same way, um, we wanted to allow speakers an opportunity to share what they do best. And given we couldn't do conferences and be in person, we wanted to create a platform that allowed us to do that. And so it was so well received and we had so much great feedback. We had people from 16 countries, three and a half thousand people last time jump online that we were so super pumped. We wanted to do it again. And Michelle and I have been talking all year and more and more we see this blend or what we call the meeting of two. We see science-based business and all of those things that are very left brain logic. And then we see the creative, the spiritual, the connected, the tapped in. And we see how often those two worlds are very much looked as separate. And we want to do what we can to help them come together, the meeting of two, because it's when we start to blend science and spirituality. It's when we start to blend the logic and the creative that magic can happen and we can transform the world and we can overcome the challenges of the world that we've been facing. And so let's begin with the beautiful, delicious Jade here. So Jade, tell us a bit about how did you even get to be a coach and get into the business of, you know, really helping business leaders make kick-ass plans, get really disciplined and create a life and a business that's bliss? And tell us a yep. bit about, you know, what's that background for you? Hey, beautiful. So I think I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I had my first two businesses at 21, so 21 years ago now. Um and it really was about just making a decision and going for it and, and not being limited. Um, and I, I suppose even back then manifesting, like I would have a vision or I'd, I'd set a goal and I would just be open to how that could come in and, and look for opportunity. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Uh, so I had a couple of businesses then, and then I got into recruitment for 13 years. And in recruitment, I got to see every industry you could imagine. So I was a specialist sales and executive recruiter and I built a couple of different recruitment firms. And by doing that, really did see different industries, distribution models, sales structures, marketing, internal cultures. So that gave me a really great um, foundation for moving into being a business coach. The thing is though, I had um, an epic meltdown. So things not pouring out of the face, <laughs> 
uh, hives, complete hives, uh, panic attacks, uh, divorce. Obviously, we've got to throw a divorce in there. Uh, full freak out of who the hell am I? Uh, I? I woke up one day and I was just like, I have a gorgeous glitter orange sports car. I have an apartment that looks at the Sydney Harbour Bridge. I have Prada bags. I have the best investors in town. I've just been listed as one of Startup Daily's top 50 most influential women under 40. I've won some Stevie Awards for Global International Business. And I was like, wait, this, this isn't everything that I, I, I did. I should be so happy right now, but I'm not. And there's something missing. And my business coach at the time said, JD, I want you to go home and I want you to read these two books. What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey and Conversations With God by Neil Donald Walsh. Oh God, I've got goosebumps and I make my um, And when I sat down, I realized what I knew for sure was who I was at a soul level was a surfer. And now you can see I'm living that. But back then I was wearing a navy pinstripe three-piece man suit with a button-up collared shirt and cufflinks and paint and leather shoes and my glasses every day too and I played football and I hadn't surfed for like 17 years I'd done like 10 surfs in 17 years and they were obviously really rubbish because if they're that spread out and I was like oh crap I and if I, that's my identity and then I read conversations with God and from reading conversations with God I started to realize I'd kind of been conforming to society's norms and maybe the ego was in control uh, and, and that my soul-sucking search for significance was kind of driving um, my behavior and, and what I was working towards. And maybe I was staying in a marriage just because, you know, you got married, so too bad, you got to stay there. Um, and all of these things. And that really kind of broke my brain a bit. And then I started on this trajectory and, and some people would see it as a spiral, um, but it was the biggest gift because it, it really did. It was my spiritual awakening, awakening and it was making me start questioning everything in my life. And it actually, it made me start looking at other people's behavior and going, well, why do I, I don't need to wear this and I can make changes. And the quote that came out of that book for me with conversations with God was, what I live by now is life is a choice. It is what you choose. And I am control and I cause of this life, right? I'm a soul here having a human experience. And I'm pretty sure my soul didn't come to this earth just to grind under fluorescent lights, stuff itself into a business suit and work to pay debt and, and, you know, rinse, repeat, do all over again. Like I'm pretty sure that's, that that wasn't what I came here to do. And so everything started breaking apart. Um, and I, I started- so relate. And I think lots of people listening can as well. I know um, Nicole Turnbull just said the gift of the spiral. And oh, for yeah. many of us, we've been corporate refugees. You know, I was the same and experienced adrenal fatigue, complete burnout. I would have told you I was okay. But, you know, if you looked at my health stats, everything was flatlined, you know, to the extent where I lost female hormones, 
you know, adrenals were shot. So I think lots of people are relating to you. I still don't mind a pinstripe suit often, but I'll wear it with jeans and sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Do, do love uh, putting on the boss suit every now and then. Um, but I much prefer being in my swimsuit now than I do my boss suit. Um, awesome. Like back then I, I had my, I had a startup business that had investors. That wasn't enough. I, for some reason, I also wanted to start a football league for women in Australia that wasn't around. So I did that, but then I wanted to play in the league. So I was also training 38 hours a week and I can't just be happy playing just touch football. I have to play at a national level and try and get selected for Australia and like all of this stuff. And like, just, and, and if you were to ask me, every, everyone gave me such positive reinforcement about how an epic I was. And then imposter syndrome starts. So then it starts like, well, how do I do better? How do I keep showering me with praise? Right. And then you're doing things just to keep the praise. And then you're keeping up with the Like not even keeping up with the Joneses. It's like, how do I one up myself next year? We're on the cover of BRW magazine um, last year. What are we, what are we going to do this year? And then the ego is in control. So reading those books and, and deconstructing that and, and also a friend of mine almost throwing uh, ego as the enemy at my head um, to tell me that I was keeping up. I was keeping my business that I was running and all of the other stuff because ego was in control. And then if I listened to my soul, so shout out to Chewy. Thank you um, for making me really go, do you know what? Put the soul back in control. Uh, and you and and life you're going to be far more successful because for me it was getting reconnected to what success looks like um so really long answer to to your question but that led me to doing a business course in bali um when i decided i was going to sell all my shit and close my recruitment firm and find a way back to the beach and my family i did the course i didn't know what i was going to do i thought maybe I, my friends were like maybe you could be a personal trainer you do all this sport so like, well, maybe i could do that and i was like um so it was a bit of a um a soul search but during the course um it's called iLab by Roger James Hamilton um in Bali and we did future visioning and we we talked about where where we wanted to go and who we wanted to work with and we learned about tapping into our natural genius um and getting comfortable with that and I found that my programming from my ex and from what I thought society should want I was actually trying to play a different profile and was scared to step into my true profile. So if anyone knows wealth dynamics, I was, I was trying to be a supporter because I thought that nice girls were supporters and programming from my ex, the only wankers are stars, only wankers wanna stand on stage, only wankers wanna do all this stuff, even though I felt like it was my calling and what I was told was my gift, but I was trying to, and that's why I felt really constrained. So, so are you a star profile, are you? I am a star profile, can you guess? And yep. so am I. Ah! Of course. I well. And I think what you'll find is star profiles are on other people. That's the whole idea of a star is to make everyone else twinkly. Yep. Yes. And as soon as I learned that a star meant that I could, because what I love doing was shining the light on others. Um, actually, I'll fast forward. Long story short, I end up going to Mind Valley. I do a thing with Neil Donald Walsh with Conversations with God, and I do my letter, and I'm still turmoiling. And my letter came back from God to say that I need to shine the light on me so I can shine the light on others, and that I need to be the beacon. So um, basically, get the fuck out of your own way if you actually want to help people. 
you need to step up, man up, put big girl panties on and get out there. So, <laughs> um, so when I, when I was in iLab, as you know, then AJ, that we go through and we're like, who do we want to align with and, and how, what's the, what's the flow we need to tap into to be able to get where we want to go. And I knew who I wanted to serve. And I went, who's the best organizations in the world that, that do that? And I went, well, Roger with iLab for the business side of things. I really got connected and felt that's a simple structure that can have a massive impact. And I went Mind Valley because the code of the extraordinary mind had such a massive impact on me. Neil Donald Walsh was one of the key authors um, with getting out their message and the, and the um, quest. So I decided that they were the two that I wanted to work with. Now, I didn't like, back then it was like, yeah, ambitious, isn't it? Um, but this is the power of manifestation and, and sinking in and, and making that commitment and, and having trust in the universe. And, but more importantly, getting connected to like my soul knew, I didn't know how the hell I was going to make that happen, but my soul knew that that had to happen. And so I, uh, I decided then that I was going to go into business coaching and consulting. I'd asked my clients what my, what they thought I did. And I went, okay, and these are the two tools that are going to get there. And so that took me on the journey to here. I'll let you ask the rest of the questions so I don't ramble. No, great. Absolutely brilliant. And I was just looking in Facebook land. People are loving this. They're saying it's brilliant that, you know, there's lots of interesting thoughts. Mick saying he loves people who shine and serve. And I couldn't agree more, Mick. And I know you do that as well. Now, I guess we're looking here at the Science and Spirituality Summit and there's a few little key words you mentioned throughout that, you know, about trusting your intuition, about manifesting. And, and I, you know, have a firm belief that we idealise, visualise, verbalise, materialise, you know, that you have to kind of see the vision first, believe it, which is what you did in the visioning at iLab. And I know for me, doing a vision that was 20 years forward really helped me get that clarity I'd always thought a year or two ahead but really thinking 20 years ahead I want to grow a rainforest and a community a sustainable community and that wasn't until I did the 20-year vision that I got that big picture and so I love how you're sharing that and I think what's interesting is your topic being manifestation mindset and also six-phase meditation I'm curious about for people who go I hear about meditation hear about manifestation you're talking about intuition what if someone's in that place right now, like we were years ago where we were in corporate land maybe and feeling a bit boxed in and constrained? How do we start unpeeling those onion layers? How do we start moving into becoming where you're at now, which is in flow? Yeah, beautiful. So I, I definitely would recommend reading Oprah's What I Know For Sure um, because it just asks those questions about what brings you the most joy that is, isn't reliant on your like your job or um, what your role is. And it's, and doesn't cost, like, it's not about how much money it costs. It's like just really getting to know who you are at a soul level, like what brings you joy. And a lot of us have forgotten that because we've been short all over, right? If, you, if you're in the corporate world or even like um, any high performance area, entrepreneurs get it as well. Like I used to eat Gary V for breakfast every morning. And like my imposter syndrome was out of control and, like the, the grind mentality, like we used to wear sleep deprivation as a badge of honor and we'd have a pissing contest about who could outwork each other and like, oh yeah, I got, and it wasn't actually about being productive at all, but no one was actually talking about how happy they were or bragging about how much time they had off or how much they got to relax or, you know, no one, 
like that's just not especially in Australia I found and in corporate land um or um in a lot of those entrepreneurs like it's not we're not celebrating what brings us the most joy or or sharing that so I think we're celebrating balance or having a family or you know hobbies or whatever that might be yeah I know I would say the same and even clients today will often say, oh, I've got so many days of holidays racked up, you know, that I'll probably never use. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. actually not, not smart and not healthy and not serving. No, not at all. And so I'd say be the change, be the change you want to see in the world. So start doing it yourself, right? It's going to feel uncomfortable. But if someone talks about like how, you know, how hard they've worked or how shit it was, ask them about how productive they were or start trying to encourage other people around you to have more gratitude around the different things rather than like if we shine the light on the negative then we're going to get more negative and we start looking for negatives right because then we are programming our reticulator activated memory to look for more negative shit so let's start using the language of more positive stuff and let's start sharing when like and saying like actually i'm really proud that this week i didn't work all weekend not one little bit and people will be like oh oh well i didn't work on thursday like then we're starting a new competition. So it's about it's about rephrasing and um, and being the change you want to be and taking taking those steps. So then I started my gratitude practice um, about those things and I started looking at my ideal week planner and scheduling more downtime. So if you're in corporate land, think about where can you start scheduling more time for you, soul stuff. Start reaching out and finding some of these books that can take you on that journey. Start explaining things like The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Amazing, right? Conversations with God. Strap yourself in. That one's a bumpy ride. But it really, like, it makes you start thinking. Start, start your consciousness going. Um, I don't, sorry, I lost what your question was, AJ. I went on ramp. Oh, good. I was kind of getting into what about people who are in that space in corporate land still or in a day job or maybe just starting to dip their toe into because some of the words you're using are spirituality kind of words, but you're also in a business sense. So you really do do that meeting of two. And so I'm just curious about how do people start getting into understanding, tapping into intuition, finding yeah. their flow and balance? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so I would again, the ideal week calendar. So finding the time to, to schedule for you to have some me time and to drop in. And even if it's like, if you're like, oh, I'm ADD, right? And trying to tell me way back to meditate. I can't even, still can't just go sit and meditate. Too far, red car, right? Just schedule some time for you to go, to go for a walk or whatever gives you inspiration. Even allowing yourself to have a longer shower. So anyone find that when they're in the shower, like ideas just tend to rain down on you right? For me, if I just go and sit, sit on the floor of the shower, inspiration and ideas come through. It's kind of like I'm feeling the water on my skin. I'm kind of getting a little bit more out of my head and into my body. And that allows something to come through. So just start to notice where do you feel most inspired and when do you, you feel most relaxed and most comfortable in you? So maybe it's a beach walk, maybe it's a push bike ride, maybe it's a bath, like something where you can quiet yourself. I find personally, Doing something with my body that that kind of disconnects the the thinking brain allows my intuition um, and and source to come through a little bit more. So now going for a surf, 
But I know just jumping in the shower, if I allow myself just the, the relaxation time and like, I think it's because there's some sort of sensory thing for me, walking on the beach where my eyes are scanning is allowing a different sort of process. So first it's about giving yourself the space and the time and the permission, yeah. right? And, and, and not going, oh, oh, I feel bad about this because if you're your anxiety land about it, then that's not going to tap in. And then as you go through your day, recognizing, go, okay, you got to a set of traffic lights. Did your gut say turn left or turn right? And then ask yourself afterwards, was it the right decision or the wrong decision? So, we, you yeah. know, we all get some of them. Sometimes we get it in our gut. Sometimes we feel it in our heart. Like there's different parts of your body. Different people will feel like for me, goosebumps. Like if I get goosebumps, I know I'm on, I'm on the right track. Absolutely. If I, if I start to like, if I'm going to vomit, then I really know that I've hit a resistance and that's the path I need to go. If I go, oh, it's going to make me warm. Like that for me is, is intuition and soul giving me a kick. Um, but that gut feeling and, and just start taking note of it. So when you've gone through the day, even with a sales call or a meeting, like if you have a feeling, just recognize it and then you can start tuning into that a little bit more and practicing it. So write it down at the end of the day. So, so many synchronicities going off and there's people starting to chat as well on Facebook. I know um, synchronicities for me, they're, um, I call goosebumps truth bumps. So I know when I'm in truth or something's true, if someone else speaks something, when I get those chills and Michelle and I often talk about that. Same thing, walking in the beach or the bush for me, you know, surrounding and immersing in nature. And I was only talking to someone on the weekend about how much showers supported them when they're you know trying to move through something or anxiety or just trying to you know get a clearer vision or calm down their system and that's because of the negative ions in a shower and the what it actually does so you're right it's totally sensory I didn't even know what it was behind the spirituality of a shower and I know there are people somebody saying long baths as well and I think Noshi said long showers so that's great Nosh um showers are actually the best because they do literally wash away negative ions and they go down the plug hole so there's a whole lot of research behind what a shower actually does to cleanse um oh. now we've got a question as well from marlon so why if you're happy to let's segue and, and let yeah. our viewers kind of play because we like to keep things live oh, and we're, here for the, we're here for the people so whatever works for you so the beautiful Marlon, who has been with us since the first summit, has said, how does someone who is stuck in the hamster wheel even know how to pull out of it? You know, so does a meltdown prepare someone for the change? And I know you often hear that concept of you've got to have a breakdown before you can have a breakthrough. But what Marlon's asking is if they're in the hamster wheel, how do they even know how to kind of pull out of it? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so there's... Um... There's Kensho and Satori for growth. Like Kensho is like being like through pain and Satori is like the, the longer version. So um, if you're on the hamster wheel though, if you can start recognizing it, start, start looking for the signs that the universe is giving you before it smacks you with the Mack truck. For me, if I reflect backwards, I go, oh yeah, it was that time that my ankle got torn to shreds and had to have reconstructed and it wanted me to slow down. And I just kept on slamming on through that didn't work so then we then we tore an mcl and then we did something else and then a car backed over me but i was just not listening to the universe saying slow down right there was there was i was flying off to help sisters and that so i just wasn't 
I just wasn't listening to the universe. So I'd say for everyone right now on the call, just take a minute and reflect back over the last year. Is there any time that universe has kind of like tapped you on the shoulder and it's like, excuse me, you're not on the right course. I'm going to try and reconnect you. And then maybe it's hit you a little bit harder, a little bit harder. Like I'm going to sound really out there right now, but if you read Conversations with God, you'll probably be on board with this. But coronavirus, the universe said, do you know what? None of you guys are listening. So we're just going to smack you all down. We're going to send you back to your room to think about what you've done. And then we didn't quite get the message. So she's like, do you know what? Just going to keep on going. Keep on going until you actually listen. Pay attention. Slow down. Stop screwing the world up. Right? So... Really, though, think about for you, where where has the soul tapped you to try and recorrect your course? And, and you'll know in your gut where it was. And then it's it's about going, okay, what am I willing to do about this? Or just giving yourself the permission to explore it. So you, may, you might think it's a step too far, but just reach out and grab one book and tap in. Just start listening to a podcast or doing a quest on Mind Valley or something like that. Just to dip. Just dip your toe in the water and see, see if you like the temperature, right? But it really is about you questioning the bullshit rules of society. Like start with the code of the story mind maybe because it's it's a great starting point to, to all of these further concepts. But going, right, where have I taken on programs on the bullshit rules of society? Where, when am I doing shit that doesn't actually make me happy? Yeah. And just journal on that every day. And that will like... So soon, soon enough, you'll have one toe off the hamster wheel and then there'll be an ankle off. Next minute, you're <laughs> going to dive right out of there. And it's excellent. I don't like this right off. <laughs> people are loving this and saying meltdown's not recommended. Some people have been through school of hard knocks, all of those sorts of things. And interestingly, an ankle injury you were saying and that um, I was talking to someone else on the weekend who'd had an ankle injury and in Louise Hayes' kind of book where she talks about what different body parts and injuries and illnesses mean, an ankle is inflexibility and guilt and the inability to receive pleasure. Um, so it's fascinating, right, that that's oh, kind oh. of part of your Mack truck. Wow. I had no idea about that. And I'd, had, I'd done some serious injuries before that. I fractured my spine and everything. But that, that was a catalyst. There you go. So, you know, short of getting hit by the Mack truck, we've got to start looking for the clues. We do need to breathe and pause long enough to start hearing those clues. And often when we're in corporate land um, and Western world, it encourages us to be in our head. And so I know I was a headless chook for a long time. You know, I survived on intellect and on David Hawkins scale of frequency, 400 is as high as you can get out of a thousand with intellect and to go above you have to get into your heart you have to bow the wisdom of your head to the wisdom of your heart you cannot go beyond 400 without it and mm -hmm. so um, meditation for me has been one of the best ways of doing that and asking questions and listening to my intuition and allowing things to bubble up to the surface um, and so do you want to share a bit about mind valley's six phase meditation practice or yeah. how that's supported you in transforming what you've done Beautiful. I'd love everyone into the chat box just to like raise a hand if they're ADD at all, any level of ADD uh -huh. or inability to sit still. Um, yep. I had a doctor tell me I have a, a cracking case of ADHD. I was like, is that like a, a medical diagnosis? Like, is that like a medical grade cracking case? 
And he's like, don't worry, you wouldn't have been able to do everything you've done in your life without it. But what that meant to me is, and actually, if I go further, it's actually my, um, my super fear of being stuck in my, with myself um, that prevented me from being able to meditate. It, what I thought, meditate, because I thought meditate had to sit there and, and like not think about anything. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. Like the bitch in here is crazy. Like there's just so much going on and how am I going to come? And oh, my back hurts and everything, everything aches if I sit still and I don't want to do it. And then I'm being lazy. That's just being lazy. So I just could like, that's what was presenting. And I knew all the top entrepreneurs did it, but I was like, but they're special. That They're, they're special, those people. And so for me, finding the Mind Valley Six phase was like, well, it, it's literally, I can't even tell you, it, it's transformed my life, uh, and which is why I teach it now. Um, and because it's a, it's a guided active meditation that's grounded in the science, it's something that I could get my brain around and I didn't feel lazy and I didn't even notice I was sitting still and like time went like this and oh, I just got goosebumps again. Um, the six phase can take as short as 20 minutes or if you're guiding yourself, you can take it like 40 minutes, whatever, you can do it as 15 minutes. But what I love about it is it does tap all of the six human needs and the, the science behind that. So we've got compassion, we've got forgiveness, we've got gratitude, we've got visioning and future visioning. We've got creating our and crafting our own our ideal day. So kind of like your uh, SD Hicks and abundance and your um, uh, bringing in and then the blessing and talking to your higher source. So there is so much so much science behind um, forgiveness. And like, if you've seen the studies, and Ada, you might know this, like some of the um, universities or colleges over in America, the, the top basketball ones, they did this study on getting their basketballers to do a forgiveness exercise or doing, they were doing the vertical leap, right? Important, I've just lost the camera. I'll um, imagine me jumping. Sorry, I've been on Zoom for too long today. Um, I hope I'm frozen jumping the air. Um, You've so they, in, not in the air, it's all good. <laughs> they measured their vertical leap. Um, ooh, hopefully we can come back. That's all right. Ooh, Everyone else can jump out. Um, we can all jump. Everyone jump. Okay, everyone so jump, get some energy. This is an amazing exercise for everyone to do. But you measure your vertical leap, obviously important basketball. And then they took them through some um, forgiveness exercises over a couple of days and then tested them again. And the improvement in their leaps was ridiculous. Now, yeah. there was some other colleges that, you know, they thought, hey, these guys are onto something. So some of the um, athletic colleges thought maybe, maybe we can get our high jumpers and our long jumpers to be able to go further if we give them forgiveness. And it literally is about lifting the weight off of the shoulder, the baggage. Like, think about it. If you've got all of your baggage, we've all got baggage, right? And we put it in a backpack yeah. and we put it on our back and we try to jump. We're not going very high. I'm, I'm, I'm barely, I'm not even off the ground. I've got all that baggage in there. Like I maybe get to my toes. So there's real science in that and being able to lift that weight and that baggage off. We also have a lot of um, forgiveness we need to do to ourselves because if we're carrying around guilt and blame, interesting what you were saying about the ankles, right? That stuff holds us back. The negative self-talk and shit holds us back from being able to progress. So doing that forgiveness, obviously with gratitude, where if you sprinkle a little gratitude on something, that's where it grows, right? So where focus goes, energy, sorry, energy flows. So you want to thinking about, okay, 
not looking at the negatives all the time, looking at the gratitudes, and that's going to bring in more of that raise our vibration. So all of there's science behind every single step of the six phase, right? And being able to open ourselves up to manifesting with creating our days. And I always talk about manifestation in action because if we just sit there and hope and pray, we get more hoping and praying where if you actually a true manifester, you, you put it out to the universe, you open your eyes and your ideas on how something could come about if you know what the end goal is. And then you put yourself in action. The opportunity for that to drop in is like, that's, that's how you actually start making things happen. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And uh, I know for me, it's starting to really tune into the signs as well that happen around you and looking mm -hmm. for patterns and things like that. I think gratitude, absolutely. You know, I love that idea of fertilizing things with gratitude. And, you know, if you think of the Mr. Emoto's um, experiments on water and how gratitude or love put around water turns into these beautiful flourishing crystals as opposed to I hate you and I want to kill you. Well, have you seen, um, there's a TED talk by Lusanne, I can't remember Lusanne's last name at the minute, she used to work with Mind Valley as well, um, on seedlings sprinkled with gratitude and love. And they, they grow 10 times quicker. Like there's the real science behind this, like seedlings actually growing Beautiful. because of the gratitude and the, and the words that are sprinkled upon them and the, yeah. the intent, the energy that's radiated. And they've done similar experiments in schools with um, grains of rice as well. But I love the idea of seedlings. And there's actually a, a, a rose farm and a plant farm in um, north of Sydney. And they bless all of their plants and they play music to them and they sing oh. to them. And it's phenomenal. My, ah. my, water, my water is from a company called High Vibe. And so my water is yep. um, spoken to and played music before it um, comes to me. And then obviously I put a crystal in it as well. But yeah. Yeah. There you go. And so lots of people are going to be going, okay, this is getting a bit woo-woo or <laughs> how do I start grounding this? And I can see Enrique is online as well, who is our, one of our next speakers. So hey to you. And he's saying gratitude energy impacts us at a cellular level. It so does. And we're primarily water inside us. Mm -hmm. um, so it absolutely does. It's far more powerful words than we can ever imagine. Um, so how does the six phase meditation work or can you recommend where people can go and partake yeah. in it and how that might support them um, in, in finding a grounded practice and a way of doing something to bring in some of this good juju? Um, and as I was saying, I look for signs. Marlon was asking, how do you find those signals and signs? I know for me, it shows up everywhere. It could be a number plate in the car in front of me. It could be a bird that lands. You know, I see a yeah. crow every day, no matter where I am, a crow will come and land in front of me. And so, you know, it's just whatever signs you start to notice that work for you. I've got a friend, yeah. Christine, who's on the summit tomorrow and she always finds white feathers everywhere she goes. So, wow. yeah. Um, for me, I've got to be connected to the water. Um, and I, whales and I literally I did an energy clearing um, just recently and the guy couldn't see me and didn't know anything about me and uh, asked if, if water was a big thing for me and he said because he was getting these visualizations of whale, whales and dolphins and the and he said my soul actually comes from where whales and dolphins come from as we were shit but it means I know that I need to be connected to the water otherwise I get completely out of balance um it, it just and it's it throws me completely off kilter. So understanding what gets you back into you and, and what environment. Um, yeah, and, and I'd say 
journaling in terms of at the end of the day, reflecting back on what worked and what didn't work during the day. And, and was there any of those signs and starting to look for the patterns and just open up your mind and then it will become second nature. Like you'll then know that that's, that's your thing. Like my friend, she knows if she sees butterflies, like just butterflies just appear. And it's just like, we were in random places in Europe and we're like, where did that, like we were on a boat in the middle of the ocean in Croatia and butterfly came past and we're like, how did I get out here? But you'll, you'll start to tap in. Um, with the six phase, I just dropped a, in the Zoom chat for you, AJ, um, a recording that I did at the beginning of COVID for the six phase meditation with a, just filming sunrise and me talking over it. Um, and if anyone wants it, I've also got um, sessions on like the breakdown of, of how to do each of the phases correctly and, and why it's important. But you can grab the Code of the Extraordinary Mind as a book. It, it's broken down in there as well. Um, but really, uh, what free recording, just start listening to it and it'll, it'll walk you through it, set aside 20 minutes and, and sit and do it. But what I love about, like one of the things I love the most and why I see it as the manifestation in action is once you've worked on the cellular stuff with your compassion, your forgiveness and your gratitude is there's a, Vision's done an amazing job. My recording is the upgraded version of Six Faith. It's not in the usual YouTubes. Um, around the uh, how to use visualization, not specifically creative visualization that can put you in too much of a pigeonhole box, but a bigger picture, tapping into um, Jose Silva's um, uh, intuition training. Um, so yeah, from the Silva method, which is all grounded in science as well and, and opening that. So that's a, a beautiful way, but then creating your ideal day. And this mm -hmm. is just super basic, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you put the intention out there and you design how your day is going to go tomorrow, how your day is going to go in three years time, then you are now being in control and you're training your brain to look like you said before, for the different ways to do things. So it's mm. just so practical. Um, and it's just so fun as well. Love it. Love, love, love it. And people are saying, thank you. Um, everyone in Facebook land, I've just popped that link there for you. Um, jadegreen.com.au if you're listening in later forward slash six phase, um, the number six and then phase. And also you just mentioned the silver method. And I understand that's S-I-L-V-A, isn't it? If people yes. are trying to Google or look for that yeah. as well. Yeah. So people are saying, thanks for sharing that. And we love practical tools. We love a meditation or something that we can take as part of our journey. And I think it's really important to remember that meditation is a practice and to not beat yourself up. And um, as a yoga therapist, when I'm often teaching people to meditate or talking about meditation, um, I say that whole idea of stopping your mind is a fallacy because it's an automatic thing like our heartbeat is. We can't stop our heart beating. We can't stop our mind thinking. But what we can do is quieten down the sensories of what's going on in our body and just notice the thoughts and let them pass by. So it's not identifying, which is also what you were talking about, Jade, earlier about not being in your ego. Like we all have ego. That's great. But not being in it and driven by that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not letting it take the wheel. There's yeah. time and place for ego. Uh, and it certainly does serve you in certain ways. And it's about understanding when it is serving you or when it's not and, and being able to get more connected. Like I now know I can say, I don't know how good the audience is with my swearing, but um, I, I say sometimes we're posting things on social media. We're just whoring for likes and I'll go to post something. I'm like, that is just dead set whoring for likes. That is not of service. 
and then I'm like, where's that coming from? Oh, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling love or I'm not feeling seen. I, um, I'm lacking significance right now and I'm trying to get some external validation and I'll be like, delete, like get that off of there. Like go and do something like go and seek your validation a little bit in a more positive light. Um, so yeah, being, being able to recognize those things as well. Go for a walk and spread some joy, smile at some strangers, whatever it might yeah. be. You'll get that validation in a very human way without going, oh, I got 600 likes. Yeah. 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 And I, I did it by posting a photo that was like filtered within an inch of its life and looking down my top. Like, no. <laughs> so we're getting towards the end and I know it's been fantastic. So I'm going to give everyone that's watching live to have one last chance to ask a question. If you have a question to ask, please do so right now or a comment to make or anything at all while you've got Jade's beautiful, abundant energy in front of us here. So please ask a question um, in the next couple of minutes. Um, and to kind of close out, Jade, I, I want to um, ask you if, if you had an opportunity to come face to face with that younger you, um, and obviously our journey is our journey and we do need to experience everything that we experience. Um, you know, our soul asks and comes in to, to do that work. But if you did have the opportunity to be face-to-face with the younger you, how would you share with her? What would you share? Um, it's really funny because I was having this conversation uh, with a couple of kids last night, actually, uh, around would, would you prefer to have a rewind button or a pause button on your life and what would you do? Um, and although my story is from trailer and trauma to triumph, I wouldn't change a thing because everything happens for a reason. And whatever it is that's happened to me in the past has led me to where I am today. And for whatever reason, my soul wanted to experience that, or maybe I had a soul contract with someone else that I need, I agreed to, or goosebumps, to be a part of. So understanding that we are always at cause and whether it's, right now in this moment or maybe a soul contract that we we had previously we we need to recognize that what i would say to myself though is to to understand when ego is driving and to if i could have learned that a little bit earlier i think my trajectory could have been um faster Mm -hmm. um and the number one thing is and this may be just a lesson for now even um realize that everybody else has their own soul's journey as well. And that, you know, we have to give them permission to do it. And we can't wear, we, we can't take the responsibility um, for everyone else's journey. Mm. That's some powerful stuff there. Jenny Taylor's saying goosebumps right there. Um, I know other people, there's lots of love hearts going off on, on Facebook. Um, Joe was just asking for that link again because he can't see the chat. So, Joe, it's jadegreen.com.au forward slash six phase so that you get it. Um, and we've got a question, and I think this is going to be an awesome question. Thank you, Marlon. You're the bomb. Um, an awesome question to kind of close out and round out with you, our inaugural first speaker for this amazing summit, Jay. <laughs> and what Marlon's asked is, where do you see yourself in 10 years? What's your 10-year vision now? Yeah, um, beautiful. So oh, I get so excited. Um, so my 10-year uh, vision is to create a co-live, co-work, co-parent, co-buy, co-experience um, venues. Uh, ideally, I want, I see five around the world in 
features that I love. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and that we, um, we need to consume less and give more and I get back to a little bit of that tribe mentality. So I would be setting up these um, villages, I call them, um, ar around the world and running it so that it's kind of like a timeshare. So families, and you don't have to have kids to be a part of the family, but can um, go like timeshare, like maybe go for three months in residence. Companies that people that are doing startups, they might want to go and kids can move around and they go through the same type of education together so they can um, go around. But everyone is sharing their own knowledge and their skill. And we, we trade time for time, not just time for money. So if you are a lawyer, but you need a babysitter, an hour for an hour. So yeah, so that's my, that's my big, big picture. Um, but ultimately I feel that I'm, I wake up every day to help people realize that life is a choice. It is what you choose and your past does not define you. And that to help people get back into realizing we're a soul here, having a human experience. So as long as I'm still doing that, I'm, I'm on path. And I think I know um, our lives are probably doing a similar trajectory in our own space and place. Um, I've just bought land to create a bit of community like that. And I see others happening as well. So, and I know some other people on here who are saying love it and trading, you know, time for time or love for love, right? Um, yeah. is something up there, Ali, as well. We did have one other question, which I'm sorry, Kim, we only just got to. Um, so if you can answer in a minute or so, are you living your ideal day now or is it the long game for you? Uh, I am almost almost perfectly living my ideal day. Um, the only thing that I need to strip out, I, I do over-deliver um, because I absolutely love what I do. But if I'm going to practice what I preach more, I need to actually just take a little bit more soul time um and me time so but as of today i have structured that in like i've been for surf coaching this morning so my mornings are really blocked out for my ideals and then tonight i've got a shut off time as well and so i've got that in for the next uh it's built out for my ideal week planner so short answer is yes <laughs> love it it's been a blessing you are amazeballs we love you people are sharing a lot of love bombs over there on facebook land Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Jade, for being part and the opening of our summit. And I think it's really appropriate that you um, so vulnerably shared your very real story for us and so that we can all relate and connect in as we move through the summit. Coming up next, we've got Richard Clayton. So on the hour will be Richard Clayton, and he's going to talk about extended intelligence and the complex adaptive organization. Ooh, so we're really shifting up with lots of different topics here today. This has been amazing. Can't wait to see you out on the waves sometime, Jade, and maybe we can um, visit each other's collective communal spaces in future. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to everyone who's watching, and we will see you all with the next speaker or throughout as you jump in and out of the superhuman summit big love yeah. to you all big love <laughs> thanks guys bye hey there barrel chasing business owners thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode what would be amazing and allow us to reach as many business owners just like you would be if you could leave us a five-star review on itunes if you feel like you got any entertainment or any value out of today, if you could pop on over, that would mean the world to us. See you on the next show.